Hey, Magic fans, Dante Marcatelli here from the Orlando Magic in Fox Sports, Florida. You're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Paul, Garen, and Mikey. Go Magic! Hey Magic fans and welcome to this episode of Penny for Your Thoughts, the podcast from the Orlando Magic UK. As always, I'm joined by our very own three-point specialist, Grant Jones. How you doing, buddy? Very well, thank you, mate. I can't complain about any uh, refereeing this week. Hey, we're not not talking about refereeing. As an England rugby (laughs) fan, we are not getting into that, especially with the Welsh. (laughs) It's not happening. (laughs) And... uh, Mikey Clark, fresh from voicing your many opinions on uh, Sound Off, the Orlando Magic's new podcast with uh, Mackenzie Thurkill. How was it, buddy? Yeah, very good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, we had uh, four four Magic fans. There was me, Marquis, um, there was Simon um, and Rob. Yeah, it was great. It was exciting to uh, be asked to be one of the first fans to jump on a, a new Magic podcast. So, yeah, it's good times, good times. Um, no good incidents with daffodils this week, Paul? No, apart all good, mate. from the all Wales good. game, apart from the Wales game, obviously, uh, that was a bit of a that was I was well took out by a daffodil there, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this week we are joined by one of my closest friends, someone whose company I always love being in, uh, executive assistant for corporate partners and international partnerships with the Orlando Magic, Sabrina Riggs. Hey, my friend, how are you doing? Good team. How are you? Awesome as always. Awesome. Um, so. Serena, we always like people to know a little bit about our guests. So before we go any further, would you mind just sort of giving a little bit of background of your history with the team and how long you've been with them? Sure. Actually, my title has changed a little bit, so I'll go there. I'm now a global partnership specialist. So I now, um, um, I've been with the Orlando Magic for 18. We call them seasons. A lot of people go by years, but we call them seasons. So 18 seasons, 17 years. Um, I've been in the corporate partnerships department is what we were called, but now we have changed our name to global. So that means we're including UK and all of our friends. So we're expanding our horizons to make sure you guys are included and feel special. So we are now called global partnerships and I manage all of our um, tickets and hospitality for all of our um, partners. So I take care of all of our season tickets, hospitality for when they come to the games. And then um, for about the last four or five months, I've taken on some new responsibilities. So now I manage all of our um, signage. So fixed signage in the building, virtual signage on the court, um, digital signage, all that new signage you see for all of the uh, COVID restrictions. And now we've had to try to make good on some of that. So all of those new signs that you see down there on the court and behind the court. So I make sure we're up and running and taking care of all of those. Then I book our radio commercials on our um showcase channel so 96.9 i had the game i make sure we get our up and running on that and then i book all of the tv commercials and all of our web stuff so quite a few things got my hat in the ring on several things but it's busy and um i do enjoy it not one day is the same so every day is different which is something i like so you always have something different and new and exciting and like i said never the same that's just a little bit that's a little bit about you. We'll get into it a little bit more in a bit, shall we? <laughs> so, as always, we're going to start with uh, Magic News. Just a quick roundup of what we've had happen to us during the week. 
Uh, should we start with the injury list? No change to Jonathan Isaac, Markel Fultz or Aaron Gordon. Cole Anthony, we saw wearing a sling supporting his right, right arm as part of the management of uh, the injury for his first right-hand rib, which I believe, Mikey, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, is right up here around the clavicle area. Yes, yeah, the, the last one right at the top. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we also lost James Ennis last night due to a calf issue. Uh, unfortunately, we went on a three-game losing streak. We are now 13th in the league. Uh, record is tied with the Cavs in 14th, but as we've beaten them twice, we do sit above them. Uh, Tuesday, we lost to the Pistons in the Amway, 105 to 93. Thursday to Brooklyn, uh, we lost 92 to 129. And last night in the Amway, again, uh, we got beaten by the Jazz, 124 to 109. Each game, the scoring was led by Vooch. Uh, Mikey, any general thoughts and impressions? On the on the week, what's well, been a um, disappointing week on the court? It was disappointing, yeah. Um, I think the last two games was kind of what we all expected, playing the Nets and the Jazz. Mm. It was the Pistons game that was the disappointment after beating them um, last weekend. Um, yeah, we, we really struggled to match them physically and their intensity throughout large parts of that game. Um, struggled shooting from the field, 37%. Um, and we failed to, to, to turn piston turnovers into points on our end. So um, that was that was the biggest disappointment. Like I said, the Nets and the and the Jazz, I think we all expected those to be tough games. Um, even though the Nets were missing Kevin Durant, um, they still got two of the best players in, in the in the league, haven't they? So yeah, difficult week. Um, it's not going to get much easier in the next couple of months. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see where it goes. Um, just touching on the uh, Cole Anthony rib injury, there was a tweet I saw. Somebody posted the video the other day. Um, he actually took a, I think he tried to take in a charge and the, the, and the offensive player lowered his shoulder into his shoulder, which a lot of people were sort of saying, well, the Magic might have misdiagnosed it. I think it was a different injury and everybody saw the jump shot and him holding his shoulder afterwards. So I think he'd already done the damage before he, he did that. So anyway, just wanted to make that point. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I'm going on what they were saying in the in yeah. the commentary. Yeah, because yeah. it's not actually it, it doesn't appear on the ESPN or on any of the websites as to what what it was for. So I was just going on that. So I appreciate yeah. the knowledge, mate. It was hard to see so, it from the court as well. Hmm. I mean, as I was there, I mean, it was didn't really kind of understand. A lot of people were pointing to the shoulder, and then we find out it was a rib. I think it all took us all by surprise. Yeah, yeah, ended up being that. But. Uh, Leading on from, as you're saying about Vooch leading the scoring, let's go to the good news of the week. And Nikola Vucevic being announced as by the NBA coaches as reserve in the All-Star game for Sunday the 7th of March in Atlanta. Uh, his second appearance in the event. So, Sabrina, how excited has everybody been in the uh, club for Vooch? Very excited. I think we were all kind of, weren't sure, holding our breath. We were hoping the coaches did us right gave him the vote and it was really exciting to see it. And um, we were very excited and um, looking forward to it. We're just trying to figure out what color Jersey he's going to wear now, because that hasn't been decided. I don't know if you guys know that, but it could, I don't know if you know, but it could be gold or it could be blue. We are hoping for the blue, obviously. Yeah. Um, but um, just a little inside there that we're hoping for him to wear blue, but we don't know yet. Um, but very excited. I think it's well-deserved and he worked hard for it and, Really excited for him to have that opportunity. 
Vooch getting voted in, will it mean will will it mean any extra work for you? Um, probably yes. I've already been told there's some <laughs> Vooch stuff is coming, so can't wait. <laughs> I know that normally anything that happens doesn't it mean a little bit of extra work for you? Not as you yeah. mind for something like that. Not for that, for sure. And uh, Grant, thoughts on Vooch's inclusion? Yeah, absolutely well deserved. You know, uh, Vucevic has been a model professional. You know, the only starter that's played every game for us. Uh, he's been consistent, reliable. He's a very important uh, team member, a mentor, and you know, somebody all the young players can look up to. Um, you just look at some of his numbers he's putting up this year. He's averaging twenty four point four. Uh, points per game and his previous season high was 20.8 so that's quite a significant improvement he's shooting the ball a lot better um, and of course he's got his career high against Chicago a couple of weeks ago so uh, no nobody deserves it more than him but for me yeah mate do you think he'll uh, see more involvement this time around than last I'd like to think so wouldn't you but um, with the all-star game you do kind of see the guards sort of taking over uh, almost hogging the ball, and I can't remember the last time a big man won MVP. It was probably Shaq in the you know two thousands. Um, normally the guards just do their own thing. So now let's hope so. Yeah, am I right, Sabrina? You've been to an All Star game. I have, yes, in Orlando, mm. two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve, isn't it? Yeah. Is it a good, is it a fun event to be at? Uh, it's very fun. It's a lot different. Um, it's more of obviously pop and circumstance and. You know, a lot of players and flashiness and concert. And I actually worked it and I um, I worked for the family that whole weekend. So the DeVos family obviously had some special privileges. And so I ended up working for them the whole weekend. So I got to be a little bit more probably behind the scenes than a lot of people. So um, for me, that was pretty exciting and um, got probably some VIP access that a lot of people didn't have access to. But it was a long weekend. I can tell you that there were some long, long days in early out very very late and back yeah. in early again but definitely worth it it's something i will never forget when you say vip access what sort of things did it involve well, i mean we were you know when flow rider was on stage we were basically front row and um you know it was just a lot of things that you know we have i don't know how much you guys know but when you have people sit on the court and all the celebrities sit courtside and you have what we call seat fillers and so a lot of people get to come and, and sit and fill seats and then you get to that people on the shoulder and be like, mm, need to move. These people need to sit there. So just seeing a lot of the entertainment and a lot of the, you know, celebrities, it's, you know, I think it's very, very fun and very interesting. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So we also had the news of the schedule release um, for the second half of the season. Universally accepted that uh, the Magic have the hardest remaining schedule. Uh, March is pretty much playoff team after playoff team, the exception being the defending Eastern Conference champions, Miami, and uh, Dallas, who are out of a playoff position at the moment, but are still a 500 team. Uh, 36 games remaining, 20 are on the road. There's eight sets of back-to-backs, and five of those for us involve travel on the second night. So, Mikey, when you look down that uh, schedule, buddy, how did you feel? Really? I've got one word on my notes, and that says brutal. I <laughs> 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 think that's a good way of describing it. Um, I'm with Mikey. <laughs> it's just, it looks horrendous. Um, we got 10 games up until the trade deadline. Um, of those 10 games, um, only two of them are against Miami, 
who have got a losing record. The rest are all against, like you said, playoff teams, teams with winning records. Um, and Miami have actually won five games straight themselves. So yeah. without pun intended, uh, they're heating up. <laughs> so that's going to be... A- <laughs> That's going to be another tough one. Um, straight after that, we've got Portland at home before we head out west for five games against the Lakers, Clippers, Pelicans, Jazz and Nuggets. So three of the next 16 games are t- against teams with losing records. And one of those teams in Miami probably aren't going to stay that way for much longer. Um, yeah, we're tied for the fourth worst record at the moment. Um, and it's difficult to see that getting any better. Um so we'll see how it plays out. But yeah, it's, it's a brutal second half of the season. Yeah. Graham, what was your take, mate? Yeah. Um, you, you look down at the, at the teams you've got to face and it, it does look like quite a gauntlet. Um, but trying to put a positive spin on it, you know, they've said Cole Anthony's going to come back after the All-Star break. Uh, Aaron Gordon, hopefully a little bit after that. So you're going to have, you know, t- two key players uh, coming back into the lineup. Uh, Mo Bamba's getting a few more minutes now and Coach Clifford said uh, back end of last week, you know, he'll be getting some more um, consistent minutes just to get his uh, rhythm going sort of thing. Um, So, you know, whilst we might, you know, struggle in a couple of those games because the teams are difficult, um, it'd be good to see, you know, the young players develop uh, and improve and, you know, uh, let's see how the season pans out and, you know, it's all for the future. Yeah, yeah. So let's uh, move on. But before we do, I'm just going to go for a absolutely shameless plug on behalf of us. Um, as we've said before, we became affiliated to the NBA League Pass. So if you don't already subscribe, then please do so by clicking on one of our links on social media or off of the website. By doing so, you'll never miss any magic or NBA action. And the shameless plug is that it helps us pay for what we do so we'd appreciate it greatly so let's move on to uh talking to sabrina about uh life with the magic so um sabrina start with uh what does a game day in the amway involve for you do you want a game day now or do you want a day pre-covid or post-covid you choose (laughs) um before, obviously, it was a lot different. Obviously, we had more fans in the building. We were able to host guests, have more hospitality, um, do on-court contests, which is all part of our partnership, so promotions and that kind of stuff. So obviously, we've had to shift channels a little bit. Um, so my game day usually would start probably being there all day, and now it doesn't start probably till about um, 2 o'clock, 2 or 3.30, 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock, because there's not as much to do. We don't have to set up promotions and suites and stuff like that but normally um it also depends on if i work in the tested zone or the non-tested zone so i have been tested numerous times already this year to work in the tested zone which means we are down on the court close to the players obviously we can't get too close but on the court um setting up you know seat backs kick plates all those things that help our partners um stickers on this basket stanchion which a lot of people don't know probably change and have to be changed because they hit them and mess with them and so I'm responsible for those decals that are on the stanchion so making sure they're all pretty and fresh and look good and so those get checked every every game and then obviously when we change courts when we go from our city court to back to home court the stanchion changes colors so I have to have definitely several sets of stickers or decals so work with that and then just making sure you know we have what we need and partners have tickets and 
try to, you know, if people are there, we set up visits or make sure their suite has food and beverage. And then um, my new role is to probably sit and watch all of the signage. So I have a big, probably three page spreadsheet of all of the signage and I sit and watch to make sure it all runs and our partners are um, getting their name out there. That's yeah. probably my new role. That's what I do most. Because I think this is the first season where I, watching the games, I haven't seen you appear wandering down <laughs> by the back of the bench, you know, patting Perry on the back or something and having a quick chat. It's really sad that my son works there and I can't see him during the game, but he goes home with me and we come to work together. But <laughs> when we're there, we can't see each other, you know, from afar. We can wave to each other, but that's about it. So it's, uh, obviously, tested it, quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, Perry came on a couple of weeks ago and uh, was, was talking about his role. Um, do you get to see your mum as well still in the in the arena? Because she's working, isn't she? Yes, she does. So when I work upstairs in the tested zone, which is like anywhere below, anywhere above those like ultimate seats. So the really darker seats in the courts, I just considered non-tested. So basically the whole, the terrace level and the club and all those areas are non-tested. So my um, mom works up there in the premium level. So I do get to see her when I'm in those levels. But when I'm tested, I do not so. It's, it's a very different experience. In fact, you feel kind of like, I don't want to say you're in prison down there, but it feels like all the people I like to see are up in the non-tested area. So when you're down there, you're pretty, you're pretty secluded and you pretty much stay in your spot and do what you're told. So there's you, lots of you, security and lots of checks. So Are you looking forward to going, coming back to being a more free environment in the arena? Yeah, because I miss everybody. I mean, it's people that I've known for years, like even the ushers, like the first time I did work in the tested zone to see the ushers that I see every game and I wasn't able to see them. So for them to walk by and they're like, where have you been? And we thought you left. Like people don't know because you don't get to see your friends. And so it was, it was nice to go back and work down there to see those people. So it's, you know, I think it's going to be a really eye-opening experience once everybody's back to see, you know, what it's really like, which is what we're hoping for. Yeah. And the non-day game work, the international development, what are you, what's involved with this now? Um, probably more so looking to broaden our partners. So we have, um, we have an opportunity from the NBA to have two global partners. Um, currently, we only have one, which is Amway, obviously. They're our global partner, but we're looking to expand that and grow that opportunity. So um, definitely doing outreach and growing and looking to see what opportunities are available for us to expand. You know, and obviously, South America, UK, um, Canada, anywhere that we can grow um, and expand our product. Mikey Clark Fitness are available. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good sponsor, wouldn't it? There you go. If you need some personal training, the magic can uh, advertise that for me. Absolutely. Sounds good. Okay. okay. Um, Sabrina, I believe you were part of the, uh, the memorable run to the NBA finals in 2009, and you were part of the trip that went out to LA. Is there any sort of stories or any memories that stand out to you from from that run in 2009? Sure, actually I have two different stories. I'll tell Ooh. two stories. First, we when we found out we were gonna get the opportunity to go out there, we were all like, oh, overnight, yeah, it's gonna be great. We took the red eye, load the plane, let's go. You know, so everybody was really excited. And I didn't realize they were gonna take everybody, but we literally took everybody. So it was exciting to all go to, um, we flew out of the hangar, the Magic has their own hangar. So we all got to go to the hangar and load up and um, went and, flew to LA and they had a private reception for us across the street. And um, then when we were coming back into it, all of us had brought um, stuff to cheer on. Obviously our team, we were very excited and 
had noisemakers and everything. And the LA security took it all. He couldn't, they wouldn't let us bring in anything. So that was a really bad experience. So so once we all realized that the people in the front were trying to push it to the people in the back, we were trying to hide it up under our clothes because everybody wanted the stuff to cheer with and nobody would let us have it. So everybody's trying to figure out ways to sneak it in under a jacket, under their shirt, tuck it in their pants. We're all trying to hide the stuff so we could get in and cheer on our team. So that's part of the story that was a little, little interesting. And then, um, Obviously, the first one we didn't win out there, unfortunately. Um, one of the things that was kind of neat, because I actually, where we were sitting, I got to watch the, the broadcast, so I got to see, like, Magic Johnson was right there in the window next to us. So I have this terrible picture of me looking through this plexiglass, and I can see him from afar, and I, I was kind of like one of my idols. I was like, oh, I can see him, almost touch him, but couldn't get that close. So um, that was kind of interesting. And then flying home, obviously, a lot of people are like, oh, we're so tired, we have to fly home, but... I literally, um, we got home, I think it was about, I want to say about six o'clock in the morning. And I literally went home, took a shower and went to the office because we had to work because obviously we were coming back to play at home. So I didn't go to bed. I stayed up, went to work. Um, and then one of the things that we had that was kind of interesting, we called it um, like a big top out there. This is when we were obviously still in the old Amway arena, but we had a big tent that we hosted a lot of our partners and celebrities and guests and we ended up calling it the big top because it looked like this big tent because in the old Amway arena, we didn't have the space to host um, large parties. There were not these um, areas to host or like suites or reception areas. We didn't have a lot of those in the old building. There was only one concourse obviously in the old building and not a big hospitality space. So we actually rented a big tent and we're out on the lawn and it had you know, blue light, fancy furniture. And so you had to get access to this tent that everybody ended up calling the big top. So it's like, you're going to the circus to have the tent and then go into the game. But, um, and one of the sad part of those memories is my son was little, obviously the, when he came on and I remember um, the day, the night we lost and he was there and he just was devastated. So it was, there was pros and cons, but he was really upset. He's like, I don't understand why we lost. I said, I don't understand why we lost either, but you know, hopefully one day we'll, um, We'll win and I'll get that ring. So that's what I'm hoping for. Absolutely. Well, we hope you can as well. (laughs) Absolutely. So one of your other jobs you do, I don't think they had it this year because of COVID, but the Magic Media Day when when all the players go around in their uniforms, getting their pictures taken before the season, all that sort of stuff. What sort of who? What players have you worked with, and what's involved with you working on Media Day? Um. I've had lots of different players. Um, also, I forgot to say in 2009, before we went to the finals, we had to beat that, had to win Boston in Boston in game seven. And I actually won a trip and I got to fly to Boston to watch us win in Boston Sweet. game seven. So if you want to know nice. what my most memorable memory was, was probably winning in Boston game seven, because that was pretty exciting. And then they wanted to send us home and they told us we had to cover up our clothes because the Boston fans were not very nice. So they were like, it's best if you just get on the plane and go home. <laughs> so well we had uh, we had Dan Savage on uh it was about yeah. six, eight weeks ago now and he said he was sat courtside and had his little name with Orlando Magic and he had the fans having a go at him when he was sat courtside for that. Oh it, it they're very, very, very strong fans and they don't they don't like you. So if they're if you're not a Boston fan, it's tough to be in that arena. I will Definitely agree with him on that for sure. 
But, we'll uh, all go there next year then, shall we? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I hey, I wore, if it tells you anything, I wore my J.J. Reddick jersey and a Dwight Howard cape. So if you don't think I wasn't getting razzed a little bit, I was getting razzed. I went in full, <laughs> full magic. So it was a very interesting day for me, probably. <laughs> but then as far as media day, I mean, yes, I didn't get to go this year. Obviously, it was different with um, the COVID restrictions. We weren't able to go. They did us very small media day. Um, just so the players could have interviews and do the photos and stuff that they needed, but it was very much um, scheduled and focused. And I think they only did three players at a time and they separated them via by day. So only three players went a day and they spread them out because of the situation that we're in. But um, I've hosted, um, I had Chief. So I've had Chief, I had JJ, I had um, Mel Frazier Jr. Um, so I had, I had JJ, obviously I've had Jameer, um, T Ross, I think I've had, but it rotates. And, but then I normally get the one that I like, or that I've had in numerous years, because it just makes it easier. You learn, you know, their likes and dislikes and what they like to do and what part they don't like to do. And so you can kind of plan your day around, you know, what their, um, it is. And then you get to ask them all the questions, like, you know, their favorite food and, the music they listen to and the favorite game they like to play. And then we submit all that stuff for the NBA. So it's a lot of fun. Cool. Right. It's me now, is it Paul? Yeah. Go yeah. For it, man. You just touched upon it, uh, Sabrina there. You've got your, your JJ Reddick Jersey. Um, and I gather he's one of your favorite magic players. Have you got any, any stories of JJ you want to share with us? I do have a couple stories. I see your JJ Reddick Jersey there behind me. I Mine am. A, is, yeah. Mine is, at home, mine is at home and framed, but um, I, when we, um, in a normal scenario, I don't know how much you guys know, but we host the Orlando Magic Youth Foundation Gala, right? The gala that helps support, you know, our community initiatives and all that. We usually um, distribute a million dollars every year. And so we host a gala that's called Black Tie and Pennies. And people are like, do you really wear tennis shoes? Yes, you really wear tennis shoes. So um, it's kind of neat to see people decorate their shoes. or get all kinds of decorations, all kinds of different shoes. Um, but you actually wear shoes with your dress, which I've done for, I think this is the first year I haven't had a dress that has matching shoes. I, it's one of the things I enjoy doing. So I have a lot of chucks and a lot of different colors. <laughs> but um, one of the most memorable moments is we were at a, um, the Orlando Magic. Gail and I was hosting him. And um, obviously they always have a guide and it's just to help with fans and keep lines moving and those kind of things and this one woman would not leave him alone and she every game we go to she wanted to play the game and everything she went to you know she wanted to be there and you know he he'd appeased her and took a picture with her and you know so I was kind of trying to move him off and this one we were walking to this next thing and she just like ran up to him and tried to give him a big hug and tried to like make out with him and he was like what? get this woman away from me. I don't understand why she's being like this. And I said, let's go. And so we ended up like going around, like snuck through the kitchen in this back door. And he was like, I just don't understand some people in here. I'm trying to be, you know, this guy, I'm like, I'm so sorry. You know, I don't know. But that was probably the most interesting that he, he, he was like, this woman just won't leave me alone. And she was pretty persistent. Um, but yeah, that was probably my interesting story. And then, um, uh, just to meet him, you know, he's very personable. And I think it's kind of interesting now that when I first um, met him, he didn't have tattoos. And now he has quite a few more tattoos that he had when he was with us. 
And I know, and I can tell you a little insight, he does have one tattoo because he lost a bet. So he has a tattoo on really? the inside of his arm and that is because he lost a bet. So he does have one there, but that's, wow. he wasn't really big on it. And now he has quite a few, but um, I've met his wife. She was super nice. Um, her name was Chelsea, like my daughter. So it was easy to remember her name, but um, I've hosted um, both of them at an event and he's just really a super guy. So I like, I try to see him when he comes. Yeah. I know you no, were really they, sorry when he left, weren't you? I was very sad. In fact, my boss played a trick on me and told me that he was traded before he was actually traded. And um, I cried. I was so sad. And then they're all like, oh, it really didn't happen. And then like an hour later, it came out that he actually was traded. And I was devastated. I Yeah. I, I think I went home even that day because I was so sad. But I know he didn't know he was going to be traded. I know he was surprised because my friend that works... Um, and be upset he was actually on the plane and he had to get off the plane and and so they actually took him off the plane and and he was traded so i was pretty sad that day and i took a picture and it hangs in it did hang in my cube at my office that um i said i don't want this to be our last picture and it was at an event um with our partners it was a bowling event and i said i just want to take one more picture just in case this is my last picture and he's like it won't be my last picture with you and i said okay we'll see it was the last picture so oh. it's it's a pretty special picture it's nothing special but to me it was special because it was the last picture i had taken with him so yeah yeah of course he signed an offer sheet with chicago so he might have gone a couple of years before he got traded but uh, luckily we matched the uh, offer sheet yeah. um, he could come back i'd take him back oh absolutely we yeah would. definitely i, I yeah. would I, I don't think there's a magic plan that doesn't like jj reddick no. okay. you just want him to succeed because you know he's the consummate professional yeah, he's. He, I can say as a as one of the magic players, that probably is a fan favorite. He's one that doesn't get booed when he comes back. He's very much cheered when he comes back, and there are several that do get booed. Unfortunately, was it twenty eighteen? G was that the last uh, London game we went to? Twenty sixteen, wasn't 20, it? Oh no, 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 no twenty eighteen. Yeah, and he was uh, playing for the Philadelphia seventy sixes, yeah. and um, we all rocked up, and we all just had Reddick jerseys on, and we were supporting Philadelphia just for the reason that JJ was playing for Philly. So some, so somewhere you'll see me and Garrett and our wives. We've all got JJ Reddick jerseys on, haven't we? Oh, there so, you go. Yeah. There you go. We want him back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a cherished so you, possession I have. <laughs> no, that's it. So you probably one of my other questions now was your favorite player that you worked with is probably JJ Reddick, but any other notable ones? Um, Dwight Howard when he was a younger player, I actually really liked him when we signed him as a um, as a rookie. He was very much. Um, very personable, very impressionable. He was always cutting the fool, having fun. Um, and then it was, in my eyes, I have to be sad. It was, it was kind of sad to see him change, um, but I did enjoy his time. And another player that I thought was absolutely hysterical was Victor Oladipo. I mean, how can you just not love that guy? He sings and dances and he's always got a, you know, a tune and always has something funny to say. He was, he was a lot of fun. So I enjoyed him as well. So probably those, Three, I would yeah. say, probably stand out the most. Oh, I know you cool. had a lot of time as well for uh, Biz Mike Biombo, didn't you? Yep. Biz, Biz and Perry were very good friends. So, um, in fact, Perry has a pair of Biz's shoes. <laughs> and he that. gave them. So, um, yeah, he, they were very good friends. What very size good. are they, Sabrina? 14s? 14s. Wow. Yeah. What oh, I think is neat is having the relationships that you have and getting to... You know, I feel very privileged to do the things that I've gotten to do, but to actually see the players when they come back, um, 
you know, when they're playing for other teams and for them to actually even acknowledge you, like, I mean, I've, I've gotten a high from Hido. I've gotten a high from, you know, even the Dwight when he played for other teams, you know, to say hello, JJ always gives me a hug. Victor stopped. In fact, I was with one of our interns and he goes, Victor Oladipo just walked over and hugged you and he doesn't even play for us anymore. Like, wow. I go, <laughs> so I think it's just, you know, you be nice to them and you treat them like a normal human being. A lot of people don't realize they're humans too. You know, even though they are pro basketball players, they do have feelings and emotions and they're real people. So I think it's the way you treat them is how, you know, they treat you back. So I think that's been a privilege to be able to, you know, say that, you know, to be able to have them say hello means a lot. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and then my last one, um, of course, 2016, uh, you flew over to the UK uh, when the Magic hosted the uh, Toronto Raptors in London. Um, tell us about your, um, you know, experience of coming to the UK and uh, and the game at the O2. Well, I want to come again. I can tell you that because I actually <laughs> fell in love with the UK. I loved it all. I was very sad that I didn't get to see Paul, even though we tried, but our schedule was so booked. And unfortunately, I felt like we just kept moving and every place we went. So that was very exciting. But I um, I have to be honest, on like the second day before we were going to the game that night, because um, we weren't there very long. We flew in, did a couple things, and we flew out. Um, but it was still very interesting and very neat to see the stuff that we got to see. Um, but I got sick, uh, a little bit of like, we don't know if it was food poisoning or something was going around, but about 14 or 15 of us had gotten sick. And I remember pushing through. I'm like, I've never been to London. I've never been to the UK. I'm not missing anything. So I pushed through as much as I, as I could. And we got to one room and we've got, we went to, I think, Westminster Abbey. We'd done a tour and then we were coming back and they, they had set up a tea um, at a fancy restaurant. I don't remember the name of it now, but I remember going in there and sitting down in the tea room and I thought, oh, I'm not going to make it through this. <laughs> and I remember leaving there. I took a cab back to the hotel and I just went back to the hotel and laid down for like, I think it was like an hour. And I was like, like, are you going to come to the game? Are you going to miss the game? I'm like, oh, absolutely not. So I remember jumping up and trying to get ready and made it through the game. And, you know, what I thought was interesting that a lot of UK fans didn't, didn't um, understand overtime. So they were all leaving. <laughs> and so they had to ask the fans to stay. They're like, we're going to play extra and I'm sure that was that was different so a lot of people had left and I thought that was interesting that we ended up obviously um going into overtime and then we got to take a picture on the court and I thought that was really exciting just to see the different you know different country and a different side I think but so I want to come back Pardon. so could you make this go away so I can come back <laughs> <laughs> One of the things we don't ever talk about to some of our guests is the community work that a lot of you guys do over in, in Orlando. Um, what some of the, like your, the fun projects that you get to do and, and how much does that mean to you like doing stuff in the community? It means a lot. Um, you know, we, um, we have goals that we try to accomplish every year. And one of my things is to try to, I try to do at least 50 hours of community service every year. Um, I don't always get there um, and sometimes I've exceeded it, but I mean, it's just really important to me. I feel like we, you know, need the outreach and, you know, with COVID it's been kind of hard to do that. A lot of things have had to be virtual and um, try to come up with other ways to do it. Um, but we've, you know, I've built houses, I've painted houses, I've um, worked on gyms, I've new asphalt on parking lots, I've planted plants, I've 
whole mulch. I've built playgrounds. We built five playgrounds, one every year. So they're called Kaboom playgrounds. And to actually like put pieces together. And by the end of the day, you see, you know, first you're looking at a big pile of dirt. And the next thing you know is a beautiful playground. So those things are really special. And then to see the kids come out and that they're going to actually have something that they could play on. But um, I think this past year was really hard for us to not have those things. But one thing we did actually, we ended up, we did, um, we did for Thanksgiving giveaway turkeys. So we actually did a, um, a turkey drive with Amway and Aaron Gordon Foundation. So he was big responsibility. And we did 600 turkeys. And I never really thought about how that would impact impact me but to actually see the cars just line up and keep coming and keep coming and keep coming and we extended the hours and I ended up you know <laughs> you forget how heavy they are you're a frozen turkey you know you're carrying <laughs> around 10 or 15 pounds and I kept looking and I just felt like the turkeys kept multiplying but I just felt like we so we gave them out I want to say for like four hours and the cars never stopped coming so it made me feel good to know that at least the people were going to go home with something that we had done and it, it made me feel good and I just stayed there probably till eight or nine o'clock until we, you know, we ran out of stuff to give because it's just it's something that, you know, I think is really exciting and something that we do that I'm very proud of. I, I think it's incredible the, the community work that American sport teams do. And I mean, from our perspective, we see an awful lot of what the Magic do and it's, it's incredible. It's, it's not just a sports franchise. It is about looking after a community as well. Really yeah, like when I know we went to, they flew to Katrina and we took a plane and took supplies there when that was really bad in Louisiana. And, you know, we always have tried to, you know, when the Pulse thing happened here and we had the terrible thing in Orlando and we supported that. And Alex Martins was even on the board for that when, you know, they came back and tried to make, to make that better. And it's just something I'm very proud of. Like, I feel like we definitely do a good job to support our local community. And that's something I'm very proud of. Yeah, and rightly so, and rightly so. So we uh, record next, I think, on the March the 7th, guys. Um, hopefully we are being joined by Orlando Magic writer Josh Cohen, uh, his schedule allowing. And I'm going to say thanks to Sabrina for helping us with this. Uh, in a few weeks' time, we have a genuine Magic legend joining us. Uh, I think it's fair to say that Grant will have a display of jerseys behind him with his hero's number on. <laughs> The goat. That's, awesome. <laughs> That's it. There you go. My yeah, boy. So again, we have to say thank you, Serena, for helping us. We genuinely do appreciate it. And uh, absolutely, anytime. Uh, Magic fans are going to be very excited to see uh, a certain Nick Anderson on here, which is going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing to have him on. So, game previews. Looking to the week, we only have two games this week. And uh, Garam, first one: uh, Dallas on Monday night at midnight. Tip. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Dallas currently sit at 16 and 16, good for ninth in the West and a play-in position. Uh, they're currently 8-8 eight and eight on the road, uh, as they are 8-8 eight and eight at home. They don't have any injuries, which would be amazing, wouldn't it? Um, so, in, in fact, all 13 players played last night in Saturday's 115-98 win in Brooklyn. Their offence ranks 17th in the league at 112 points per game. And the defence ranks at 22nd, conceding 113 points per game. Uh, Dallas have won the last three, unfortunately, um, with the last Magic win coming on March the 8th, 2019, which was 111-106 decision in Orlando. So let's hope we can get a W tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if either of you watched the Brooklyn game last night with them. Some fantastic basketball was played. 
some fantastic basketball. Uh, Mikey, Atlanta, uh, in the Amway on Wednesday, 1am tip, I believe, over here. That's right, yep. Uh, the Hawks are 14 and 19, 11th in the Eastern Conference. They're seven, uh, one and a half games back uh, of the last playing spot at the moment. They're coming off a 109 to 118 loss at the Thunder. They've only won three of the last 10 games and they're six and 10 on the road. Um, they've got a few injuries Chris Dunn, DeAndre Hunter, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and Cam Reddish um, have all been listed out recently. They might be back this week, one or two of those guys. Um, Trey Young and Danilo Gallinari um, are both listed day-to-day, -day, so and they're questionable for tonight's game at Miami. Uh, they're 13th in points per game, 113.5, 23rd in defensive rating, 112. Uh, the Magic have won two in a row. Uh, they tied the season series two all last year, um, and they've actually, the all-time series is tied 60 apiece. So. I think it's fair to say, Sabrina, that the uh, Atlanta game, we won't be having a conversation with it being a 1am tip. <laughs> <laughs> That's frustrating. I did notice too when our schedule came out, we have a few more 8 o'clock games, which I was very surprised. We had more than I was expecting, actually. Yeah, one, makes, one, makes, notable, makes one notable tip in a few weeks' time, we've got a 7.30 tip off in, in the UK. I think it's Boston on a Sunday evening. So, uh, Correct. Got that to 2.30. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great for us, that one. So, on to predictions. Um, last week, the Magic went 3-0. and um, Grant oh, and, and three. Marky, you both went a winning week of 2-1. and one. And uh, Dan and I both went for a 1-2 and two losing week. None of us were correct. Um, so, this week, Sabrina, what are you saying? 2-0 and oh for us, or...? I say 1-1. One and one. Yeah. Who, who do you think will be... I'd like to say Dallas, but it'll probably be Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, where are you going? I'm going to go Owen too. Sorry, guys. Um, Mikey. Sorry. No. I'm, I'm sorry. Look, last night, um, Ross and Fournier were combined, I think it was 11 for 36. When those two guys aren't scoring like we need them to do, um, we are going to we are going to struggle. Um, if Trey Young and Gallinari are back for that, um, and they get one or two of the other guys back, it's going to be difficult because they they're not one of the higher scoring teams. But we need to try and keep pace. I want to say one on one, but I want to get one of these right <laughs> this season. <laughs> I haven't got one right yet, so I'm just going to go Owen two and over. Hope I'm wrong. Doesn't count though if you go Owen something, mate. There we go. I'm going to go one and one, um, yeah. beat the Hawks, um, and then possibly do what we've done in the last couple of games. Hang, hang tough with you know, like Utah last night. We hung with them until halftime. You know, best team in the league, um, and just unfortunately they had just a little bit too much for us um, in the end. So I'll say probably just drop that Dallas game, but beat the Hawks. Yeah, I'm the same. One and one. Um, I think we beat the Hawks. I like how we, we often play the Hawks really well. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to miss DJ going up against uh, Trey Young. I used to enjoy that. He, he yeah. seemed to manage to get really under Trey Young's skin. Um, so that's going to be a shame that he's no longer with us to irritate that man. But there we go. we got Michael Carter-Williams, though. There we go. That's right. Yes. Michael Carter. 
He's he's one of those guys, isn't he? He can just irritate anybody. We love him for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that of him, for sure. Yeah. yeah, love him for that. So um, before we go, please make sure you keep checking the website, orlandomagicuk.com. Uh, follow our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Again, all our Orlando Magic UK. Um, if you're shopping, please don't forget to use our Magic UK 10 discount code for a 10% discount with Fanatics and the NBA Store Europe. Some exclusions do apply. Um, Sabrina, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed being with us. Absolutely. I had a great time. Thank you so much. And uh, Mikey, Grant, as always, guys, thanks for your company. Cheers. Thank you. See you uh, Go magic. after the All-Star break. Absolutely. And <laughs> yeah. uh, good luck to Vooch in the All-Star de- All game. Yep. Absolutely. So until next time, Magic fans, go magic. Go magic. Go magic. You've been listening to the Penny for Your Thought podcast from the guys at the Orlando Magic UK. Please subscribe to the podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify and YouTube. Check out our website, theorlandomagicuk.com, the UK home for fans of the Orlando Magic and support us by using our links to the official NBA store and Fanatics for your official sports merchandise, including the NBA, the NFL and many more. Follow us at Orlando Magic UK on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. Go Magic!